0: We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. Today's episode is a little bit later than I normally do, but let me tell you, it has been uh, a wild day. Basically, one, got drunk last night, so always fun. Woke up, you know, of course, like you always do, at 7 a.m. after drinking and going to bed at 2 a.m. because I went with my roommate, Morgan, to take her dog, Jax, to the vet, and basically, I've just been going, going, going since then and didn't really get much sleep, but I'm honestly feeling great right now. I don't know what it is, but I did drink water before I went to bed, so that's good for me. And I really didn't drink that much. I just don't often drink. So sometimes when I do, I get really drunk off of nothing, but it's fine. Yesterday was my last day at Chili's in Springfield, and I actually haven't told any you guys on the podcast is that... Actually, maybe I have, but I got a new job and I'm going to be moving up to Kansas City and I'm so excited and I'm even more excited because my roommates, Michael and Morgan, are coming along with me and they are starting their new careers and I'm starting my new career and I'm just so, so excited. So I feel like that's just been kind of getting to me. And then So I went out last night um, with some of my work friends and then today woke up a little bit hungover and then in the process of it took a shower and was sitting on my bed after my shower and looked outside of my window and there was a dog <laughs> sitting outside my window and so I went outside on the front porch and I kind of called him over to see if he would come up and he did and he was the sweetest boy ever and our family just like attracts stray animals and always well, you just have such a big heart for animals so I brought him inside. I took him out to the back and Morgan was sleeping and she woke up to me bringing this dog inside of our house. And we tried to see if there was a collar. There was no collar. I took pictures. I posted it on Facebook, posted it on Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz to see if anyone saw it. And we ended up going to the Humane Society to see if he had a chip in him. He did not, unfortunately. And so we got a little worried, but he was such a sweet boy. It was literally like, When Morgan got out of the car to go inside of the Humane Society, he started whining, and he literally just, like, rolled over for us. Like, he was so freaking sweet. So we knew he had to be someone's dog because he knew how to sit. He was being so nice. He, I mean, the cats didn't really like him, but he didn't really react to the cats at all. So we were like, he has to be someone's. And eventually we did end up finding the owner. I'm so happy. Um, His name was Rocky, and he got home to his owners and just, like, I think we had found him an hour after um, the lady had lost him. And then she felt like found our post about like an hour, an hour and a half after we found him. So that's really great. He'd only been out for like an hour, which is good. Um, but yeah, so it's been a crazy day. And then it's my little's birthday. So we went to lunch and yeah, it's been wild. So my podcast is a little bit later. That's basically my whole long story short of saying my podcast is a little bit later than it normally is. But today we're also talking about something very, very important and very relevant. Um, We all know there's so many things happening in our world right now, and it's hard to keep up. But I'm sure there's something that we have all heard about recently, and that is the attacks on the Capitol on January 6th. talking about when I say that, here is a little bit of a rundown of what happened. On Wednesday, January 6th 2021, thousands of Trump supporters rallied in D.C. at the U.S. Capitol building. The rally began as a, quote unquote, Save America rally at the Ellipse, which is a park near the White House, and their intention was to walk over to the Capitol where Congress was meeting to certify Joe Biden as the 46th president. Security personnel rushed over to the scene to try to beat the rallyers there. But unfortunately, the protesters ended up breaking into the Capitol and co- causing the Congress people to go into a lockdown. The mob was surrounded with cr- Confederate flags, Trump flags, no masks, and chanting that Trump won the election and everyone and everything that says different is wrong. The same rhetoric that we've been hearing since November. They went through the offices of lawmakers like Nancy Pelosi, posing in her chair and stealing things from the building itself. And what some would call and what especially they would call looting. In one especially grueling photo, you can see the protesters on one side with guns pointed into the house while security men are trying to keep them out with guns on the other. In another equally as grueling photo, you can see protesters scaling the wall of the Capitol to get in. And There have been many conspiracies about everything going on and saying that it was, you know, Democrats posing as Trump supporters to make the Trump supporters look bad. There's videos going around of the Capitol Police basically opening up the gate for these people to enter right into the Capitol. And no matter what you believe, I'm sure, well, I hope everyone listening to this podcast can understand how awful what happened was. More awful than any Black Lives Matter protest that went on. More awful than any other protest that's really gone on in America. Which I'm sure is not true. I'm sure there have been more awful protests. But in our recent years and my recent years of living, this is probably the worst one that I've seen. After hours of violence and repeated calling of the president to control the crowd, he finally posted a video telling them to stand down, but still repeated and went on to say that he loved them and the election was still stolen. That video was later deleted. Protesters stayed and continued for several hours, and the building wasn't deemed safe until about 1.30 a.m. After this act of terrorism, because that's what it was, many senators called for Trump to take back his words and control his supporters. Of course, this isn't what the world received. Since that day, many Republican heads have claimed that they can no longer support the president in his repeated violence, re- violent rhetoric, which, granted, um, I think like an hour or so ago, there I got an AP News alert saying that Trump posted a video after the calls of impeachment saying that his, pro- his supporters need to stand down and stay peaceful during these times. Trump later gave in by saying there will be a tr- peaceful transmission transition to the next president, but many believe this is only because of the many calls of resignation and impeachment placed on him. Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina told Trump that a su- sufficient number of Senate Republicans would, rem- would support removing him from awesome office unless he conceded. On January 9th, the New York Times reported that Trump had told, the White House, told White House aides that he regretted committing to an orderly transition of power and would never resign from office. On January 7th, Michael R. Sherwin, the interim United States attorney for the District of Columbia, said rioters could be charged with conspiracy or insurrection. He said any Capitol Police officer found to have assisted the rioters would be charged and he further suggested that Trump could be investigated for comments he made to supporters before they stormed the Capitals and that others who, quote unquote, assisted or facilitated or played some role in the events, could also be investigated. Due to Trump continuing to claim that the president, uh, presidential election was rigged without any proper evidence and enticing, inciting violence, the social media platform Twitter suspended Trump's main account for the first 12 hours and then went on to permanently suspend his account. After this, Trump attempted to ask, access alternate accounts on the platform to continue with the tri- tri- TIRADE, but all the tweets were deleted and the accounts either suspended or banned. Trump has been on, has moved on to be banned from other major social media outlets like Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, TikTok, which means that Trump has essentially been removed from accessing most major social media platforms and being able to directly communicate to others through social media. And With this, Twitter also went on to say that any QAnon leader, anyone who says they're a part of QAnon or anything like that, will be banned, which included a lot of members of Trump's cabinet. From this day, there have been so many things going on in the world and a lot of resignations from a lot of Trump's closest cabinet members. One, either they truly believe that the attack on the Capitol was awful and they want to get away from Trump, or they're just trying to clear their name by getting away from Trump in lieu of what happened. But all of this leads us up to where we are today, the second impeachment. On January 11, 2021, David Cicilline, along with Jamie Raskin and Ted Lieu, introduced to the House their article of impeachment against Trump for incitement of insurrection and urging his supporters to march on the Capitol building. Nancy Pelosi ma- named impeachment managers on January 12, 2021, led by Raskin, followed by Diana DeGetti, David Cicilline, Joaquin Castro, Eric Swalwell, Stacey Plaskett, Madeline Dean, Joe Neguse, and Ted Lieu. And today, on January 13th, the House passed the impeachment motion. But what does this mean exactly? What is impeachment? How does it happen? Let's talk about it. The United States Constitution provides that the House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment in Article I, Section Two, and that the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments but no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. Article 1, Section 3. The President, Vice President, and all civil officers of the United States are subject to impeachment. Impeachment is a fundamental part of the checks and balance system in place that we have in the U.S. Through the impeachment process, Congress charges and then tries an official of the federal government for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. This last saying, high crimes and misdemeanors, has long been questioned on the specific meaning behind it. What can go into high crimes and misdemeanors, it hasn't really been outlined and it's been detested for many, many years. But it's a part of the verbiage and a lot of people take on what the framers thought, what they think the framers may mean along with that and vice versa, but we're not going to get into that today. In impeachment proceedings, the House of Representatives charges an official of the federal government by approving, by majority vote, articles of impeachment. A committee of representatives, called managers, act as prosecutors before the Senate. The Senate sits as a high court of impeachment in which senators consider evidence, hear witnesses, and vote to acquit or convict the impeached official. In the case of the Presidential Impeachment Trials, the Chief Justice of the United States presides. The Constitution requires a two-thirds vote of the Senate to convict, and the penalty for an impeachment official upon conviction is removal from office. In some cases, the Senate has also disqualified such officials from holding public officers offices in the future, and there is no appeal on an impeachment trial. So let's look at this through the lens of our recent history. <laughs> which is kind of an oxymoron, but you understand what I'm saying. The impeachment was brought to the House floor where Nancy Pelosi voted, and and it was continued and brought to trial. Today the representatives passed the impeachment, which brings us to the next stage, the Senate. Now the quote-unquote managers, what was talked about in the Constitution, are Jamie Raskin, which I mentioned this before, Jamie Raskin of Maryland, Diana DeGetty of Colorado, Joaquin Castro of Texas, David Cicilline of Rhode Island, Eric Swalwell of California, Ted Lieu of California, Stacy Plaskett of the United States Virgin Islands, Madeline Dean of Pennsylvania, and Joe Neguse of Colorado. They will be the prosecutors before the Senate, basically bringing Trump to trial and giving evidence, showing them why he should be impeached. The Senate will have to take a vote which requires two-thirds to pass before the individual can actually be impeached. So right now, we're really just through phase one of this whole thing. I guess phase two if you count bringing up articles of impeachment. A lot of the conversation has been, why should we even impeach Trump when we only have one week until Biden comes into office? And this is a very, very valid question. Because it doesn't seem like this would really do much for us since we've already had four years of it. What is one more week really going to do to us? Which I really shouldn't say that, and I should definitely knock on wood for saying that because if anything we've learned (laughs) that anything could happen at any moment of time. Impeachment, even so late in the game, can still do some damage to an individual. Impeachment is one of the biggest tools of checking power in the Constitution. I mean, it's literally putting a person on trial for their crimes, and we all know how that looks on a resume. And his charges are for literally inciting violence against the government of the United States, which I can assure you looks very, very bad on a resume. And this isn't even just a basic trial of a traffic ticket. It is a high trial put on public for the nation to see. Even though the Senate trial will not be able to begin until January 19th, a day before he's supposed to leave office, the long-lasting damage of what could happen to him will impact his career. To let it go unpunished, as I saw in the New York Times, what they said, to let it go unpunished, Democrats argued that it would set a dangerous, dangerous precedent of impunity for future presidents. The biggest reason to hold an impeachment trial is because it will prevent Trump from running again, which means no more Trump 20, 2024, which I know we have all heard about. The constitution allows for a subsequent vote to bar an official from holding any office of honor, trust or profit under the United States. That vote would require a simple majority of senators, and such a step could be an appealing prospect to not just the Democrats, but to many Republicans who have either have their eyes set on the presidency themselves or are convinced that the only thing that they can do that this is the only thing that they can do to purge Trump from their party. Even Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the Republican leader, is said to hold the latter view, saying that Trump needs to be removed from the Republican Party. There's no way that this trial will be able to get over and done with before Biden is president. Why is that? Because before any hearing, senators must be create the rules of the trial and make sure everything is set in stone and fair before hearing anything. Mitch McConnell said, quote unquote, In light of this reality, I believe it will be best to serve our nation if Congress and the executive branch spent the next seven days completely focused on facilitating a safe inauguration and an orderly transfer of powder to the incoming Biden administration. Which a lot of news sources are saying that they are packing heavy on security for Inauguration Day. And I know especially with COVID, it's going to be very different but I'm sure after everything that just happened in the last week, it's going to be very, very, very different. The Senate could hold a Trump for could hold a trial for Trump even after he has left the office. Although there is no precedent for a president being tried after his term is over, it can happen and many other elected officials have had that happen. Other government officials who were impeached have been tried after they are departed. So this isn't anything new. It's just new because it's a president. But what's also new is him getting impeached twice. So really, there's no precedent ever for anything in this case. Trump could also lose many of the benefits afforded to former presidents, which under the Former Presidents Act of 1958 includes a lifetime pension, an annual travel budget, and funding for an office and a staff. He'll also lose a lot of credibility while I still believe, of course, he'll have supporters and he'll have people who back him no matter what. It does lose a lot of credibility within the Republican Party as well. A lot of Republican senators are saying that they don't want to be associated with Trump anymore. The Republican Party has said that they don't want to. But there is one person sticking close to his side, and that is Pence. Although Pence was the first one to say that, you know a transitional power needs to happen and they will be obliged to do so before Trump could even say anything during this impeachment process Pence has stuck to his guns on saying that it doesn't need to happen they shouldn't be rushing it and things like that although Pelosi have did and has overturned it there's still a lot of comments going on around that although this impeachment process may seem expedited and a lot of republicans and many you know, people of the public are saying so, let's not forget that they confirmed Amy Amy Coney Barrett just before the election and very shortly after RBG died. Her confirmation was the fastest confirmation hearing for a Supreme Court judge to ever take place. I'm pretty sure it was about 30 days. She was, I mean, RBG died on September 18th and Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed and sworn in on October 26th, and I mean, we all know, Ah, well, maybe we don't all know, that's a broad term to say, but Supreme Court hearings last for a while. No matter what you think, you cannot say that this isn't a history-making moment, which it feels like these last two years, that's all we've been filled with history-making moments. I've seen a lot of tweets saying, I'm tired of living through history. Can I be done living through history? Which, to be fair, every moment in life is a history-making moment, whether it's for us or for the entire world. But I can say that these events in the past few years have been something that we will never forget and that we will tell future generations about and has definitely shaped Gen Z and future generations for years and years to come. Impeachment and pretty much anything that goes on within the government can be a very tricky thing to know and understand. But knowing these things is so important to get what's happening all around us. And I know that politics may not be everyone's forte. and I know that the government doesn't really teach politics very greatly either. It's not a widely known and understand topic. although we get you know basic premises of elections, just like my electoral college, episode there are so many things that people don't know about about the government and it's partly due to the way our world runs um you know education is seem to be a sort of a privilege although it shouldn't be but I hope that this podcast helps a little bit in your understanding and I personally love talking about things like this although I love my self-care and I love talking about my feelings and that as well because it's my own little therapy My communications and poli-sci degree was literally built for what I'm talking about today. It's what I love to do, and I pretty much talk about politics every day, but I never get to actually teach it. And so I hope that this kind of little impeachment lesson helps you a little bit. But especially with it being the second time Trump has been tried and for impeachment it's a very important thing to understand and it's very confusing to understand why they would rush this in the first place like why can't we just move on and go to Biden like it's almost over and I totally get that sentiment and I understand where those people are coming from but we also have to learn that every day something can happen every day an event can happen and we can't let these things let violence go on and not be talked about and not be questioned the checks and balance system is literally put in place for things like that which I have my own problems with the checks and balance system and if you guys want me to talk about the checks and balance system one day I would love to do so for you but especially in times like these it's so hard to understand everything that's happening When we're so divulged in media and we see things coming out and we follow politicians on Twitter, we see their opinions and sometimes it can be hard to factor, you know, what's actually happening and what isn't, what's fact and what's opinion and things like that. So talking about this is so important and understanding what's going on in our world is important as well, but I know it's not always easy. It's not always accessible. So I hope that this little episode and my electoral college episode kind of helps you a little bit in that sense. And I would love to do more if you guys would love to hear it, but that's basically my brief history lesson on impeachment. All the sources I have will be linked in the bio and or in the show notes. And I know that there's a lot more to be said. I know that this is brief and, You know, I can't talk about everything that's going on in a 25 minute episode, but I sure do hope that this helps you understand things a little bit more. And yeah, so make sure you follow me on Instagram at loudmouthpod. Email me loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com if you have any more questions and DM me or email me. Let me know if you want to hear more about this. My email is loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com, Instagram at loudmouthpod. Let me know. What you guys want to hear, if you want to hear more history lessons about politics, love to give it to you. Um, but I hope that you guys are all staying calm and you know just getting through what you can right now. I appreciate you guys for listen listening. If you guys have want to and want to join my little Patreon community, please do. I'll link it in the show notes, and you get access to a lot of cool things. So I love you guys. Make sure you follow this podcast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Um, give me a five-star review if you can. And I hope this helps. You it. oh, such If you know someone who's confused about it, give them the podcast. But I love you guys. Make it through safely in this last week that we have with Trump as our president. Um, I'm wishing you all well. And I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.